So welcome to Saints Church this morning. It is absolutely fantastic to see you. Uh, we're excited about what's happening. If you don't know already, um, Saints Church was um, founded about eight months ago and uh, by um, six families, uh, sorry, three families, and uh, we're really, really excited. Uh, sorry, four families, and we're really excited. Can't count. Uh, we're very, very excited to have you guys here. Uh, we partner with two missions organizations. We partner with Mission Arlington, who we absolutely love, and also the Pays Movement. And today, uh, we're celebrating what Pays and what God is doing through Pays around the world. So um, just so you understand, uh, once a year, for one week, uh, most of our national directors come into town and we have a week of kind of bringing new vision and new training. It's been really, really exciting. So um, our theme this year is kingdom capacity, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later on. What we're going to do in this section, though, is we're going to uh, invite some of the national directors up just really to share with you some of the things that are happening around the world, hopefully to encourage you and inspire you. If you're a member of Saints uh, Church, you will know that uh, part of your giving here is going towards the work around the world in these areas. So hopefully that will encourage you. But before we do that, we do, as we often do, have presents for people. So Lynn's going to come out. We have some T-shirts for some of the leaders at Saints because they always don't like being left out and they moan afterwards. So um, uh, who do we have there, Lynn, quickly? Very high, mate. Oh, where's Becky? Where's Becky gone? Becky, Becky. There you go, Becky. Whoops, there we go. We have Kerry. There you go, Kerry. Okay. Uh, we have Bob. There you go, Bob. Howard. We have Howard. There we go, Howard. And Yvonne. And Yvonne. Where's Yvonne? There we go, Yvonne. Please give our leaders a round of applause. They do hard work. Thank you. The Foxy Lynn. Okay, so as, as quickly as we can, we're going to fly through all these different stories. We just wanted to give you a little bit mosaic of what God is doing around the world, especially with young people. So uh, the next slide, uh, some of you will know this, but Pays was founded in 1992. Uh, I'm the young gentleman in the middle um, years ago. This is when I had no hair. And um, uh, we had a great time on our first team. Uh, we thought this was the vision. Many of you have heard this story. We thought the vision for Pays was one team, this team in North Manchester. That was in 1992. But since then, Pays has kind of spread throughout the world. So we're going to go to our first nation, which I think is Pays England. And we're going to invite Pete Ambriney up. Let's give him a round of applause. Awesome. Thank you. This is Pete and this is Bryony and uh, Pete and Bryony head up pays in the British Isles and right now we're working in two countries which are England and Northern Ireland and maybe you can first talk about England. Uh, I'm going to show your picture. That's yes, great. amazing. Great to see everyone this morning. Thank you so much for all your support for Pays Movement. Uh, yeah, we have the privilege of leading Pays in the UK and we're really seeing God's kingdom moving uh, in England. As you can see, uh, we're, we have a huge impact with young people, 37,000 923 students uh, we've encountered this year in schools uh, all over the UK. We have 18 teams uh, in England. Uh, we're now the biggest Christian internship in England. Um, Pays obviously started in, in England back in 92. Uh, and it's really grown at the moment. We're really seeing God moving through the work. Um, in England, like one of the challenges we face is only 5% of young people in the UK uh, go to church, which when you think of England, you might think of a Christian nation, but less than 5% of British young people in the UK actually go to church. But my message always to churches is 99% of young people go to school. So yeah. if we want to shape the nation, we need to serve schools. Yeah. And that, that's my message to the church in the UK. God is on the move. 
Uh, we have a crisis in the UK, but here's maybe a potential solution. What if we serve our schools? Yeah. What if we engage with young people uh, week in, week out? We have the privilege of serving 160 schools week in, week out. So these aren't schools that we go to once and never go yeah. to again. It's week in, week out, positive Christian role models, interacting with these young people in their schools, serving the life of the school, seeing them come to faith. Last night, I woke up this morning to a message to say 63 young people became Christians last night uh, in our local church. Um, That's good. Through, um, through a missions weekend that we've been running. So that was, that was a really encouraging start to the day. 63 young people, mainly from schools in our community, came to our church last night and responded to the gospel. So pray for us. Uh, there, there's a, a huge need in the UK, but we are seeing God on the move in schools. Fantastic. Excellent. Thank you. And this is Bryony, um, Pete's wife. Say hello, Bryony. And uh, Brian is going to talk about Northern Ireland, I think. So. Yeah, so we're currently working in Northern Ireland. We have three teams based there. And already in the last seven months, those three teams have seen 221 young people say yes to Jesus. And also have been able to take 132 young people out on a mission experience in order to train them uh, to reach out to others. And um, one of my favourite stories from, New, uh, from Northern Ireland this year has been our Belfast team. And they've been working right on the doorstep of Queen's University Belfast. And the three of them, the team is just three people, have um, been able to work with this core group of 15 students who, through the team, have become part of the local church, which means they're at everything, they're serving at everything, they're growing, they're being discipled. Those 15 young adults come to one of the five Havarian Bible studies that the team leads. So three of them regularly lead five Bible studies, training young people, training students. They've been able to take these 15 uh, young adults out on mission experiences train them how to reach out to others Excellent. on one of those a um, one of their um, one of the students mums was visiting and so she went out on the mission experience with them and her daughter was able to train her how to reach out to others in the way that the pace team had trained um, had trained her which is incredible and they're really now seeing this group of 15 young adults being sent back onto university campus in order to be missionaries um, on campus and so they're inviting their friends to the church they're praying for their friends on campus and they're really seeing missionaries making missionaries which is our vision and our passion and that's just one small story from what's going on in the incredible work in Fantastic. Northern Ireland. Uh, Pete how long have you been on Pays for? Uh, 18 years. 18 years. Half of my life. 21 and <laughs> 18 years. Please give them a round of applause. Thank you guys. So our next nation is Pays USA and Paul's going to come. So uh, Paul uh, lives and works in the USA uh, for Pays, done a phenomenal job uh, with Jane. Where's Jane? Give Jane, Jane a round of applause uh, there. And um, he's going to, as you'll notice, uh, Paul's not actually American, he's British, uh, but he'll tell you the story. So tell us how it's going, Paul. So just to let you know, I was on Pays in 1994, so that was a very long time ago. And we were missionaries for 20 years in Spain and we came back because we love Pays, we believe in Pays, what it does. So just to give you some great statistics, we've had a great year this year. It's not been without its challenges, but God's been in this. We have had more applications from young people to join Pays than we've ever had before. That deserves a round of applause, please. Because yeah. this means that these young people that we take on are going to reach 
people that we can never reach. So yeah, that's amazing. That's We've also had 17 churches that are leading, leaning forward in conversations with us. Please, a round of applause. Let's pray for those churches. So the great thing is about that, Jane and I did it the old way. Instead of just sending out emails and propaganda, we decided to go out with packs, knock on the doors, introduce ourselves and say, hey, we'd love to have a conversation about what mission could look like for your church. Yeah. And we've had a great response. We've had great conversations with different pastors, different youth pastors. And the opportunities are there, guys, if you go out and look for them. We're not waiting to be invited. We are inviting ourselves like Jesus did. Yeah. He walked around, invited himself. And that's what we're here to do. Okay, and the next thing is, there's a picture there. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about American football versus soccer. I promise you. Uh -huh. Okay, but we also had a school call us and say, hey, we've heard about the Pays project. What do we need to do? We'd love a team to come into our school. So Jane and I contacted them, got in touch with them and said, hey, this is what it could look like. We also got in touch with an amazing church close by and said, hey, how about if we could offer you this amazing Pays team, Pays opportunity, we've already got a school lined up for you. So listen, God opens doors when you invite yourselves, invite yourselves to create opportunities yeah. as God is always creating those opportunities for us. Thank Brilliant. you. Thank you, Paul. Excellent. Wonderful. And... Uh, yeah, I think we've got Bob and Karen. Give us a round, of, uh, give us a wave, Rob and Karen. Rob and Karen have been leading plays for about a decade, I think. So thank you, guys. Um, excellent. Okay, next up, uh, Pays Germany. So this is Jan and Verena. So uh, Jan and Verena, how long have you guys been on Pays for now? Ten years. Ten years. Nine wow. years. And nine years. Okay, you're the baby, aren't you? So okay, cool. Okay, chair, uh, how's it been going, please? So we are breath for two years now in Germany, and just the last year we had some breakthrough in schools. And let, let me just quickly explain: in Germany, people try to separate the school from the church, um, so it's not that easy. And still, we had one of the teams that was able, within just two months, actually, um, to teach 68. Um, students um, have 19 school lessons where they train the students in our method of Bible study called Havarim. Um, and remember that these are not people going to church, but these are people just teenagers. Um, and they were equipped to um, just discover the, uh, God's heart with their friends. Yes. Um, another team was actually able to present the flow, our method of discipleship in six classes, again, in a public school, which fantastic. is fantastic. But I think my favorite part is one of the teams that felt God told them to boldly preach the gospel or share the testimony in one mm. of the school lessons, something that you don't do in German schools, right? Um, they still did it. Um, and actually, 10 people responded by saying, yeah, I want a relationship with God. And they played with three of them on the playground um, right after that. Amen. Good, excellent, good. Vreen, is anything you want to share quickly? Okay. Vreen, you're just here for eye candy. Is that right? Uh, we have someone... We have someone at Saints for Eye Candy. It's called Howard. We have the same uh, things. That's cool. Okay, thank you, guys. Bless you. Okay. Okay, Pays Ghana. So, uh, Emmanuel and Precious uh, come out. So, a little bit of a... A little bit of a, of a wonderful... Look at those shoes. Wow. Did you kill a leopard for them or what? <laughs> So, so uh, Emmanuel and uh, we had a great praise uh, God story because Emmanuel, we've been trying to get a visa for you for five years, and then uh, out of the blue, uh, we got a visa for him, and that's why he's here. So that's amazing. So we're good. So, uh, okay, you guys, you share. Great. My name is Emmanuel Rabque. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Precious Rabque. Um, I'm going to give an update between January just to March. God has been using us amazingly. We've been able to bring 211 students that are involved in Bible study back in Ghana. And we've seen 
1,318 students commit their lives to Jesus between January right. to March. And thank you. We reached 31 schools and 3,538 students ministered to. And we've seen 2,168 young people reach through Because You Are Love mission. And we've seen 1,163 students receive ministry through the 3D conference. This is the 3D conference where we had 1,163 students come to the conference. JHS and then junior, junior high school and then senior high school. And this particular conference was purposely to raise young responsible leaders for Ghana yeah. because of our corruption. And the Bible says that train up a child the way you should go. When it grows, it will never depart from okay, it. Yeah. And we use the opportunity through the distinctive of pace just to reach out to them to be a blessing to the nation, Ghana. Fantastic. Precious. You got any, anything you want to say? Any stories? Or what's your favorite thing Amen. that you've seen happen? Right. So um, I just want to give a quote. It says that my, from Maya Angelou. She says that people will forget what you did. People will forget what you said. But will never forget how you made them feel. True. Now, by the grace of God through pays, we'll be able to go to schools and reach out to these young people with the love of God. And this makes them feel loved. Mm. And we see the smiles on their faces every day. We see the, the love we give to them because it's a flow. We get it from the top. It flows down from the top to the bottom to the young people, you know. And this is a great opportunity. I mean, we, we have issues of pornography Young people watching pornography. We have issues of um, sexual immorality. We have issues of, of, of drugs in our country. And trust me, we've been using these three distinctives to reach out to these young people. The Bible study, because you're loved. The conference is to reach out to these young people. Fantastic. And we have seen results. Not just results, we are seeing fruits. Yeah. You know, young people giving their lives to Christ and turning a new leaf and reaching out to young, other young people. We have great testimonies that I don't think we have time to share. <laughs> but... <laughs> Well, the good thing is, um, Precious and Emmanuel will be at the potluck afterwards, so you can ask them, So, which will be really good, because you're hanging around for the food, aren't you, mate? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Precious. That was wonderful. Best, guys. Whoops. Okay, Next Nation pays Brazil. This is Melissa. Everybody say hi to Melissa. It's Brazil! Come on, Brazil! Yeah, that's don't it. start them too off, whatever you do. So, um, so um, uh, unfortunately, we don't have uh, Junior and uh, Miriam. They couldn't get a visa. They're the national directors. But we have Melissa, who's doing a phenomenal job and one of the directors of Pays in Brazil. So, please tell us what's yeah, going on. So, I'm Melissa from Brazil. There you go. So, yeah, it's been really awesome the last, this last year with Pace Brazil. We already got two, more than 250 people uh, applying to join Pace, so it's awesome. And we got, like, Junior, who is our Pace direction. The direction? Director. Director. Director, that's it. Uh, and he got loads of chance to go to TV programs around the whole Brazil to talk about PACE, to tell about what we're doing, what is PACE about, what we're going to do in the schools and with the church. So that means that we go, uh, all, the, all the nation in Brazil, everybody in Brazil could have the chance to see and to get to know PACE a little bit more, to get to know what PACE is. And th that means that we get to know more, people are getting to know more PACE and PACE are being known in Brazil. So already, we already in the, most beautiful state of Brazil, it's São Paulo, uh, but it also is the largest one. It's the lar largest city in, city in, São, in Brazil, and we already been there. We already in the fourth states of the southeast of Brazil as well, so in the northeast of Brazil. So 
actually, we're kind of in the whole Brazil already. So it's been a time that Pace Brazil is being expanded and God is doing the amazing work over there. Yeah, so, amazing, fantastic. Great. Thank you, Melissa, that's wonderful, thank you. Really want you to get a sense of, uh, not just with Pays, but just uh, schools throughout the world that begin to open up and invite us in. And it's an amazing thing that's happening. Your light shines the brightest in darkness, doesn't it? So India is next. So this is Clement and Annie. So uh, these guys are an amazing uh, couple. Um, some of you know the story, but Clem did such a great job at youth ministry. He was literally given a nanny. So they had arranged marriage. That is a true story. Talk to them afterwards. And you're, you were quite happy about that, weren't you, Hanani? Yeah. yeah. Okay. She made, the right, she made the right decision. <laughs> yeah, we are from India. I'm Clement and this is Anani. And uh, we've been, God has been doing great things throughout this year. And one thing before I want to uh, share about the picture, I want to share that you know, India is going through lots of persecution. Yes. There's couple of years and like India is rated like one of the highest persecution countries in the world and uh, yeah I, I, we just want to I want uh, the church to pray for us in India and but still God is doing great thing and I just want to talk about this uh, the school the, this is a school which we go to it's like it's an hundred year school like it started by the British people and it's been there for more than 100 years and the school loves us so much and we go every Wednesday and the kids you can see they have a sign we love pays so most of them are non-Christians they are Hindu religion people and some are Islam people so when we go they love us so much the team they love what the team is doing in the school and they asked us like you no know, can we go for a camp and they went and asked the teachers, you know, we want a camp with the PACE people, PACE team. Okay. So the school agreed with that. And you know, we took around 60 girls. That's the first ever camp happened in 100 years in that school. Wow. So we took the school the kid, children to the camp. And we were really blessed. Like, you know, all the 60 of them were saying yes to Jesus on that camp. Oh, man. Fantastic. Cool. And that's the, that's the history we made in that school because for 100 years, there was no camp for the girls yeah. because in India, like we have a girls and boys, they used to keep separate. Yeah. So this is the first time when the PACE team took and the, the school loves us so much. And now we have an opportunity to go into the school and do a program for all these 60 people who said yes to Jesus. So we're going to mentor them regularly with a program called Junior Program. So we're going to start, and the school is happy to give more than 100 people. We said, no, we just want to start with the basic. Uh -huh. So the school is, there's lots of opening, lots of things are happening, but still lots of persecution. I just want you to pray for India continuously. Yes, absolutely. Hanani, is there anything you want to share very, very briefly? I'm just two years old in base. Uh, uh, I love what I'm doing right now. Uh, I've been struggling for some years, like whether uh, if uh, pace is the right thing to do. But then when I started doing and when I started seeing young people uh, getting closer to God, I thought this is what God wants me to do. And in a country like in India, it's so challenging. Uh, every day we see people uh, either killed or murdered. And uh, sometimes we'll be like fear. Oh, my God, I'm a Christian and mm. am I going to live tomorrow? But then when we see this kind of stories in our church, in our community, I feel like what I made a decision to do for the youngsters, I think I'm doing it. Oh, man. Incredibly. Oh, man. Thank you. 
So uh, if you go online, you'll see there are certain nations that are the most persecuted. And from the top uh, 10 nations that most persecuted, Christians are most persecuted in, we have pays in three of those nations. And uh, the next one is uh, pays Pakistan. Unfortunately, Sakawat, who's uh, our national director, could not get a visa. In fact, he had his visa taken away from him, uh, which we're really, really sad about. He has been here in the past, but um, we've got a short video that uh, he wanted to send uh, to us. This is Sakawat. So. Hello, my dear brothers and sisters. Pays Pakistan is uh, working toward impacting the community through three main pillars, mission, discipleship, and study. Through our programs, we have seen many young people changed and accepted Christ. Last year, we have established contacts with schools, churches, uh, youth groups, Sunday school teachers, and uh, non-believers and non-Christians as well. And uh, uh, we have also uh, received three gold medals from uh, uh, local church leadership and Muslim community as well. And it was recognition of our work which we are doing in Pakistan. And uh, I just want to introduce you one of my brother, uh, Muhammad Khairuddin. He is the headmaster of this school and he has opened doors uh, for uh, us to work with him in this school. And because of him, we also connected with other two non-Christian schools as well. And it's been blessing for us that we are here and working with them as well. And uh, please pray for us and our team as we are witness in this community. May God be with you and bless you always. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother. You know, the starring role, didn't he, that guy at the end? It's amazing though, isn't it? I mean, we have a fairly big vision, but I don't think we ever expected uh, Muslim schools in Islamabad, which that is, uh, to invite us in. So it's amazing how people, some of these people, no matter what their religion is or knowledge, they have a desire to see their young people blessed. And uh, I think it's wonderful they invite us in, even if from a different religion, it's amazing. Okay, next, Pace Kenya. So this is Armstrong. I always say this about Armstrong. I know Armstrong's done something naughty and I spend a whole week trying to figure out what it is. I just don't know, but I can tell by the smile. So anyway, Armstrong, off you go, sir. Good morning. Mambo? Poor Mambo? Good, that's how we say in Kenya. Hi, yeah. So I'm from Kenya and um, I have a wife called Christine or the Queen of Africa. <laughs> and... Uh, and have a small baby, 16-month-old baby, and his first words were, Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so we are a missionary family. <laughs> so um, I lead Pace in Kenya, and I was wondering, what do I see? There's so much good things going on in Pace, Kenya. People are coming to Christ, over 8,000 students Amen. have come to Christ. We've been working with over 60 schools. Uh, we've led 1,100 uh, young people, students in schools, uh, to do missions. That's one of the things that I love about Kenya is many churches love the idea of seeing children yes. and teenagers go out and do missions. Fantastic. It wasn't there before Pace came. Those no, kids never used to do missions, but as now we see many churches liking uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, that idea of us taking their students 
on missions. Schools are opening up and saying, hey, we want to see you using, uh, bringing your missionaries to work with us. One of the highlights is uh, I'm seeing a lot of even uh, paid missionaries working with the Muslim students. Some parents are saying, hey, we want you to mentor our students, uh, and they're Muslims, and that's also an, uh, a breakthrough because we are trying to, to have uh, an impact in Africa. Yeah. Yeah, I think excellent. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Armstrong. Thank you. Wonderful. And you can meet Armstrong afterwards at the potluck. Thank you, Armstrong. It's amazing. But, um, you know, uh, so our vision on pays, our dream is that one day every Christian's primary mission in life will be to advance the kingdom of God and do it the way Jesus uh, modeled it. So we're missionaries making missionaries. So I love what Armstrong says before the church just saw young people getting them into church, make sure they're well behaved. But now they're opening their eyes to actually we could make missionaries of these young people, which I think is a fantastic thing. So great. Pays Canada. Oh, I'm going to introduce my golden girl. This is Sonia. So Sonia, just to explain um, what you excited about, just tell us about being a host and what you're excited about Pays in the first place. I got involved with Pays about six years ago as a host mom, and just, I loved the young people and what they were doing, so I retired a couple of summers ago, and Paul said, yeah, you're not going to stay home and get fat and depressed, I'm going to send you to Canada, <laughs> so I uh, direct pays in Canada, and there's so much good going on there, God's really moving, but he told me I could only share one story, yeah. so... Uh, the church where we are, there's a, there's a large uh, Syrian and Middle Eastern refugee population in Canada, in the area where we are, and the church has an outreach program to them. So um, they have a really hard time trusting, so the PACE team started at Christmas time building a relationship with these families. They would go and visit the apartment complex where they lived and just love on their kids and, and help their moms and just building a relationship. So by March, spring break, they trusted us enough to let us come do a day camp, a spring break day camp for the kids. So we took tents and all kinds of crafts and arts and fun games, food, and we did a day camp for three days at the apartment complex. We had two goals for this. One was to, to bring and to show God's love to these people in their community. And the second was to bring the youth and just the church family on mission with us. And we just had dozens of young people show up just to love on these little kids and face painting. And we did a cakewalk, which nobody had heard of but me, but it was fun. <laughs> <But> <laughs> we worked it out. Everybody got cake. So it was just a huge success. All of our goals were met. And the cool thing about it is we've created a template and an example for this to be an annual event for them. Excellent. And we hope to spread that over the whole Vancouver area with Pace teams and other churches that... Amen. That's it. Thank you. That's good. So uh, you'll be seeing, if you're a part of Saints Church, you'll be seeing, thank you, Sonia. You'll be seeing Sonia again. She's going to be coming and she's going to be sharing about it. I've not told her yet, but she's very excited about it. So uh, Pays Australia. Um, so unfortunately, Tony's here. Tony's our national director, but unfortunately, Tony's sick uh, right now. So he's actually uh, at home. Um, in Arlington, so he couldn't be here this morning. So Mark is from Australia. So I said to Mark this morning, Hi. you've got a funny accent, you can get up. So uh, I can talk. <laughs> so Mark's here because, um, well, you tell, explain, you, you saw Pays in Australia, maybe just tell us about it a little bit. So. I'm very new to Pays. I saw Pays in Australia a couple of years ago and was really struck by the spiritual maturity and the effectiveness of the team. 
and I wanted to know what it was all about and what was behind it and wanted to be part of it, particularly, you know, the training, how were they trained? And that's why I'm here. So Mark's been here for a few weeks. If you've seen him at Saints, it's been a real, real blessing helping us with some of our training. So um, we have many members of the global team here and also another church. Just give us a wave, Steve. Steve's uh, an elder at a church called Grace Covenant Community Church and some of our team are based there. And Steve's also on our pastoral board as well. Uh, So that church and this church, essentially we host the global team that resource all these guys around the world. And uh, uh, really appreciate Mark because he's been helping us with that over the last few weeks. So thank you. So do you know much about this particular story you can Um, tell us about? This this pit in Australia, God is really putting pays on a bit of a platform to put it in front of people. And um, we're moving, you know, into new parts of Australia and and um, God's putting pays in front of churches, in front of students and in, in front of whole denominations. And this is a this is a picture representing what God's doing in Australia with pays. Okay. So what what we've got here is um, I know I don't know if it's this school, but we've got like we heard a little bit earlier on in the US, we're now getting more and more schools asking us for pays teams, and then we're going and partnering them with churches. So it's amazing for a church to say, hey, we've got a school that already wants a Christian team to come in. Would you like to be partnered with them, which is really, really good. And Yeah, that's a team that's fully based in the school. Is that the one yeah. there? Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so the whole team is just based in the school, uh, which is amazing, really. And also, it, when I was over there a few uh, weeks ago, we were able to stand in front of denominations, and uh, there's a denomination already on the East Coast of Australia that's basically asking us to go in and train their future leaders, which is wonderful. So thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. So, um, okay, we're nearly done. Uh, next nation is Pays oh, New Zealand. So again, Tony oversees Pays New Zealand. Uh, unfortunately, can't be here. But again, if you can be praying for that, we just planted Pays in New Zealand. Already seen a lot of schools open up for us. We already have more schools than we can reach into. So we need more recruits. You could pray for that. That'd be wonderful. And then our last, oh, no, not our last nation, our second to last nation, we have Nigeria. So out we come, Samuel. I've got a red version of this that Samuel gave me, and I, I forgot to bring it. I'm sorry, but I was good. No worries. <laughs> Off you go, Samuel. Tell us a little bit about uh, Pays. So you were trained in Ghana, and then you went and took Pays to uh, Nigeria, correct? Yes. Um, so I'm a Ghanaian, but I lead Pays um, in Nigeria. Um, but I've been blessed to have the opportunity to serve Pays in Ghana and also um, in Kenya, and now leading Pays um, in Nigeria. It's been a great uh, privilege so far. Um, all right, so being in Nigeria, it's um, a new culture for me. I'm trying to pan your pace um, in Nigeria it hasn't been so easy, but we've seen some progress so far. Um, currently, we have um, eight missionaries um, on the field. We've been able to establish um, 11 Bible study groups in the schools and also in the community. Um, what is amazing about the Bible study groups is that um, the way Pace approach Bible study, they have room, um, devotion, it gets to welcome um, even Muslims. So we have some Muslims coming to um, our Bible study groups, um, which is really amazing. They come and they get saved um, um, in the Bible study groups, mm. which is pretty amazing. And then um, we've also seen City 5 young people attend our I groups. I group uh, is a program that we do over the weekend where we get to, um, it helps us to integrate the young people into the church. So over the week, as we go to the schools, we get to invite them to the church and then we have this program with them. So we have 65 young people um, attending so far. Um, we've seen um, 70 young people being mentored. And um, what is amazing also about this is that the young people that we are reaching in the schools are being empowered to also make missionaries. So they are also mentoring, which is um, really amazing for us. And then um, 
I'll just jump to the schools. We have, so far, we are in 21 schools. Um, we've, we've served in 21 schools. And some of these schools, um, Nigeria has a very strong um, presence of Islam. And so you have some of the, the, the Muslims leading the, as head teachers of the schools, but then they still give in for the pasting to come in to reach um, the young people. Um, we thank God for that. So, so far, we've been able to um, reach um, 4,000 um, students or young people. But on a regular basis in a week, we are reaching close to um, 1,500 young people weekly. Um, and we thank God so much uh, for that. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Is this my imagination? Because it could be, and tell me if it is. But when you first started, it wasn't a young boy you met on the street who took you to some of the schools, or is that somebody else? No. No, okay, never mind. Right. <laughs> it would have been a good story, never mind. Okay, thank you. Excellent. So it happened to somebody, I can't remember who it was, Lane. Fantastic. So, um, yeah, isn't it amazing? I just love the fact that, you know, you can't decide in advance who's going to open and invite you in. And you can't say people's no for them. Um, I remember when we first started schools work in 1988, and some of the, the teachers who were most close were the Christian teachers, and the teachers that were most open were the atheist teachers. It was interesting. So finally, we have our babies. Uh, we have Richard and the Arons. So out you come, guys. So if you guys just tell us where you were on pays and then why you're going and why you're going. Okay, South Africa. So my name is Richard, and I was actually on Pays in England, Pays GB, and that was in 2015. And you know how God works in mysterious ways. That's how I ended up meeting my lovely wife in GB. So it's been a really exciting journey for us because we are passionate about serving God. And it was an interesting journey because at first we thought we we're going to lead Pays in Zimbabwe. Paul, in a conversation, had said, but have you guys considered Zimbabwe being your home? No, sorry, he said, have you considered South Africa? And then we ended up being invited to South Africa, and that's where God really spoke to us. Mm. So what happened was that during that visit, we got to serve in one of the churches, and whilst they're running a holiday club, we were invited there to train their team leaders, and then it was exciting that we got to see the youth lead the kids through everything. So it wasn't just that they led, but then they then followed on and taught the next generation, and they're teaching the next groups. Yeah. So it was really exciting to see that. Yeah, yeah I want you to share something. <laughs> And so I find, like, I come from a broken home, and in this nation, was it an 80% broken home? Um, so that's a pretty intense place, and there's a lot of gang culture, so their role models tend to be the gang leaders. So we're really excited about taking in um, a bunch of young role models that can try and... Um, become the new role model um, because we we hate seeing that they're recruiting kids as young as nine years old to be part of gangs and and it, it's just heartbreaking to mm. see so we're really excited about taking in some young role models that can try and bring them out of that into jesus and show them a better way where they're accepted and loved like they may have not experienced before Amen. and i'll say that um some of the breakthroughs that we've had is that in a short space of time we've been able to register pays in south africa by god's grace and now we've got seven churches that have been leaning forward saying that we want teams. So now we're looking into the logistics of how to have the teams in place. Yeah. And then also we've had 15 applicants who are in the process of applying to be in South Africa. So for us, it's when you see God's moving, not us, but he's moving, making yeah. the way. So Fantastic. we're really excited for this journey and we'd like to encourage you guys to pray for us. We need the prayers as we move forward. Thank you very much. Amen. Thank you, Richard. Bless you guys. So I'm just going to... Uh, share with you uh, two questions just briefly that uh, we're asking at this conference uh, this week with our national directors. So our theme is kingdom 
capacity. Let me just read uh, uh, to you from 2 Corinthians 2 verses, if I can do that. Um, it says this in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 11 and 14. Since then, we know what it is to fear the Lord and we try to persuade others. What we are is plain to God and our hope is also plain to your conscience. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all. Christ's love compels us. So I personally believe there are two base uh, emotions in life and every other emotion comes out of these two, generally. So you show me an angry person and I'll show you someone who's fearful, love and fear. You show me a happy person and I'll show you someone who's in love with someone or something. And love conquers fear. Love conquers fear every time. And this passage tells us that in their fear, love compelled them. And I think about some of the guys in working in Nigeria and uh, India and some of these places where it's scary. It's scary to do what we do in Islamabad. But what pushes people through is not forgetting about fear, but having a love that conquers it. And even in my own life, in small ways, I've seen this happen. I have certain fears. I have one story to tell you today. So uh, one of my fears is anything medical, like blood. Like some people faint at the sight of blood. I literally will faint at the sound of blood. So uh, no, I may not make this. I once fainted in a minister's fraternal because they started talking about a medical procedure. I went outside and suddenly the sky was on my left and the grass was on my right. Uh, so I really, really struggle. Um, I've, I've been known in my younger years to push trolleys into nurses to keep them away from me with injections and stuff. I'd like to say I was four. I was nearly 40 when I did that. Um, so sometimes you'll come up to me and you'll, you'll pastorally, you'll, you think I'm like caring and you're talking to me about your medical concerns and your procedures. And physically, I'm nodding. But actually, inside, I, I went to my happy place a long time ago. You're talking to me. I'm nodding. I'm smiling. But in reality, I am on a sailboat in the Caribbean. That's what I'm doing. So I hate that. So uh, I just seriously have real issues with that problem. Lynn, Lynn knows I have to lie down sometimes. Even when somebody's on the phone, they'll be talking to me about stuff. I'm lying down. I can't cope. It, the, the medical term is a great big sissy. That's what I am, basically. So um, uh, years ago, when we lived in Moston, um, uh, we had a, a friend of ours, a, a next door neighbor. She was called Joanne. And she had two boyfriends every six months. She would interchange them. And they would get really frustrated towards the interchange because they knew what was happening. And one day, her little boy called Aidan knocked on the door and said, hey, um, Dave's attacking Joanne. Dave's attacking my mum. Can you come over? Can you come over? So I went round, barged through the door. And sure enough, Dave's shouting at Joanne. And I said, mate, you've got to stop that. And he looks at me. And he grabs, um, a, a, this is the nearest thing I could find, like a meat cleaver. And he comes up at me with this meat cleaver. And he comes right at me, stops right in front of me, looks in his eye, looks in my eyes, stops, pauses, goes like this. And starts to try and chop his arm off. And there is blood going absolutely everywhere. It was like a volcano. It was absolutely disgusting. I'd never seen so much blood come out of somebody before. So then he runs out. He just freaked out. He ran out. I, I run after him because I you know, care about the guy. So I grabbed hold of him, pulled him back into the house. We call an ambulance. And while we're calling an ambulance, I'm putting like bandages and compresses on him. And I can feel his blood pulsating. I'm going a bit weak now, actually. I can feel his blood <laughs> pulsating through his arm. And I'm not thinking why I'm doing this. I'm literally thinking to myself, how am I doing this right now? 
And I realize it's love. Because love conquers fear, doesn't it? Love conquers fear. And the greater the love, the weaker the fear in our lives. Perfect love casts out all fear. And God's love is perfect. And, and for some of us, we have that human love. And our human love is reactive, isn't it? Uh, we love those who love us. People make us feel good. We love them for it. But God's love is special. And, and just uh, very briefly, uh, there's a hint of this and a hint of what these guys do in the very first verse of the Bible. So um, the very first verse of the Bible um, is not this word. It's a word called uh, bereshit. And bereshit is a Hebrew word. Um, and in the Middle Ages, so it says, in the beginning, there's a Hebrew word that says bereshit. And um, most people think it just means in the beginning. But in the Middle Ages, a, a prominent rabbi noticed something strange. He said, you know, if you wanted a word that simply meant in the beginning, you would have this word, uh, brishona, which means at first or in the beginning. But actually, you have this word, which is an odd word. It's what's called a remez in Hebrew. It's a hint of something bigger. Uh, this word actually means, if we can put it up, please, guys. It means, oh, go back one second, thank you. It means in the beginning of. It's a really strange word. In other words, it literally reads, in the beginning of, God created the heavens and the earth. So for decades, in fact, for centuries, uh, the rabbis have argued, what was God in the beginning of when he created the heavens and the earth? You know, game of Monopoly, wallpapering the downstairs living room. What was God in the middle of when he created? Why use this word? Why did the Holy Spirit inspire the writers to use this particular word? I mean, they dotted the I's and crossed the T's. They knew what they were doing. And without going into all the detail of it, because we want to be really brief, basically it was this, that God was in an opportunity, God was in the beginning of an opportunity to pour out his love because he didn't have enough creation to pour out his love into. In other words, you were created literally to be loved. You were created so God had a vessel to pour out his love into you. And God's love makes a way. Human love responds, we turn the other cheek. When someone asks us for something, we give them something extra. God's love creates a way where there's no way in the first place. And so at this conference, we're asking the question, what is our capacity to do that? What is your capacity to do that? And what are the two questions we need to ask? So a while back, somebody showed me this little uh, kind of chart. We're going to show the next slide. This is apparently how you can reposition yourself to make more wealth. So generally speaking, a manager is going to earn more money than an employee an owner is going to earn more money than a manager, and generally an investor, apparently, I'm told. I don't know anything about making money, I'm married. An investor is going to make more money than an owner. Um, and I, looked, I thought, it's kind of interesting, but I thought, what would you need to do to reposition yourself to have a greater capacity for the kingdom of God? What would that look like? If we thought, well, right now I need to reposition my life to have a greater capacity for the kingdom of God. It doesn't mean you move from one country to another, as some of these guys have done. I think there are two questions we can ask ourselves, and these are the two questions we're going to ask ourselves this week, and maybe you can ponder them as well. The first question is this. What is God calling out of you? What is there that God's put in you that God is calling out of you? What, what, what is there? What a gift? What ability? What passion? What has God put in you that's not just a reaction to things, but you can feel God drawing. What is God drawing out of you? What is that? And the second question is this. What is God calling you out of? You see, for some of us, we have these things that God's calling out of us, but we're so busy 
We don't make space for them. And we have to reposition ourselves, sometimes in our lives, sometimes in the busyness of what we've got. Sometimes we put some things that are less important than others. And we have to ask this final question. What is God calling you out of so that he can call something special out of you? Uh, and you can ponder that with us this week. We'd love it if you prayed with us this week. But you can ponder that as well because we're excited about what God is doing. Uh, we don't have any superheroes really on pays, you know. Hanani married into pays essentially. God puts us in those situations. We're just normal. These guys are normal, average people like all of us. But God's doing a special thing through them. And God wants to do a special thing through you. But sometimes our choice is to reposition ourselves into a place where God can do something really, really special. What is God calling out of you? What is God calling out of you? Uh, we're we're going to sing it in a few moments. But uh, before we do that, I'm going to invite Bob back up because Bob's got a, a little bit of an announcement for us at Saints that will hopefully just encourage you. And then we're going we're gonna, to uh, sing and Matt's going to bring the notices. And we're going to have potluck. Who's excited about Howard's brisket? I know I am. I'm repositioned. Thank you. A couple of things first. Um, one of my prayers, one, one of the reasons I'm so passionate about youth and having leaders around youth is I've learned being a parent that other, unfortunately, I think others will have a bigger impact for the kingdom in my children than I will. It's like when Christ was in his own town, they ignored him, you know? And so I've, I've learned through Mission Arlington and through my affiliation with Paul that having young people around other young people who love the Lord and can influence them is really important. And then... I started inviting missionaries into my home this year, and I learned that they not only influence my kids, they influence me. It's been remarkable. I thought I would be teaching them, and they're teaching me. Um, the joy and the love in my home um, has gone up a level. The music, Brian, thank you. The, the dancing, the teaching of country and Western dancing to German missionaries. <laughs> Unfortunately, I taught David the girls' part, so, you know. I only know the guy's part. He has to follow me. All right. So we are. We have an announcement to make. Um, we are going to be bringing uh, a pace team to Saints Church. Um, uh, Howard and I, as you may know, are also involved in inner city ministry. We have 50 or 60 young people in our, our mission wrestling program where we teach them godly character. And, and they won the state championship this year. Worst to first in five years. So we're really proud of them. So we're gonna, we want to bring a PACE team for, the, for them as well. It would be unrelated to this. It would be something we do through our Nehemiah Builds Foundation. But this is, you know, it, positive influence. They mentor students. They teach Bible studies. Uh, and these are young people from around the world who want to serve God. So their, their heart is so right and wanting to pour out. Um, can we go to the next slide? So this is, this is if, if I'm, I'm asking because I've done this and um, it's a blessing. So if not, not all of you are, are ready for this, but some of you may be. So I just want to present the opportunity. Uh, a host home, 
you commit to three months. I committed to three months, and um, Ryan and I now have our monthly coffee club where we import coffee once a month from around the world, and he, he's an expert on coffee. He's, he's one of my missionaries. Big big German David over there. That's my, I got to marry him and his wife. Where's Becca? Oh, Becca's over in you. So you'd be amazed at what might happen. So be careful. You fall in love with these people. And I didn't want them to leave, so they're, I'm, I'm, they're stuck with me, I, I think. Um, but it's, it's three months, sometimes a year. Uh, but we can, you know, if, you're, if you can commit to three months and then you want to, we can move them to another place, that's perfectly okay. That happens all the time. So that's, that's one commitment. A team car, if somebody has a car that you're rotating out of your fleet, and rather than selling it, but, but it's reasonably reliable to where we can get it repaired or whatever, I, I can help with that. I have friends in the car business. But um, let us know. That, that's another thing we'll need for our PAYS team. And the cost for a team, these are four people that will come and essentially work for the church for a year and work, pour into the local schools here and into our local children. Um, that's the cost to train them. They also get support from where they're coming from. So um, if, if you want to come alongside Howard and I and, and helping with this particular team, we, we'd love your help. Again, I would never ask you to do anything that we're not doing. Uh, I just think it's important. That, so pray about that. You know, definitely have a piece about it. If you, if you want to launch into one of these, it's important. I think I've learned over time that God gives you a real peace about things. If it's once you've spent time praying about it, if you don't have a peace about it, don't do it. But if you do and, you've, and you're excited and you think, you know what, uh, I'm, I'm, I can feel God moving in this way. The impact is amazing. I'm always so blessed by you being here and sharing your stories and seeing the pictures, um, God is alive and well. And number one, if I just leave you with this, number one thing, God, God wants people to be loved. You know, not judged. He'll do that in time. He wants them to be loved while we're here. And I, I, it, it really breaks my heart to see people try and do life without God. You know, I can't do it. I can't imagine doing life without the Lord. Our young people need to hear from someone other than us as parents about Jesus, from people who we trust will we'll share the gospel the way it's intended in a loving way. So thank you for that.